Welcome to Travels with Alicia. In this episode, I'm going to share with you the many reasons that people love Merida, Mexico. It's located in the northwest part of the Yucatan, about 22 miles off the Gulf of Mexico. It is the largest city in the Yucatan, about 1.2 million people, and it's also the capital. It's known for Yucatan culture, history, and Mayan pride. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the history of Merida because it's connected to why people love it so much. It has one of the largest historical centers in all of the Americas. So only Mexico City and Havana, Cuba have larger historical centers. But because it's such a large historical center, it means it has so much to offer with museums and sites to visit, and it creates a place that tourists really enjoy. It's also known as the White City, which I found very strange because it's extremely colorful. But I believe the name is referring back to the historical buildings. So many of the oldest buildings are white, and that's where the city is getting the name from. So that's why it's known as the White City. There are actually, you know, Merida, Mexico, There, it was actually named after a city in Spain. And there are three other places other than Mexico that have cities named Merida. So Venezuela, Philippines, and as I mentioned, Spain. In 1542, the Spanish conquered the Mayan city of Tihu and founded the city of Merida. And they named it after the city that they love so much in Spain. This was the richest city in the world from the late 1800s to the 19, so about 1920. It was the lead, lead producer of a plant that's used to make rope, and rope was extremely important in the late 1800s up to 1920. And you'll see when you go to Merida, there are huge, gorgeous mansions everywhere. There's haciendas, but there's also European-looking mansions everywhere, and it's stemming from this very wealthy period. Well, let me get back to some um, traditional travel topics. It's very easy to get to Merida. They have an international airport. There are many, actually, nonstop flights from the U.S. that you can find, Um, but they make it very easy to get to. It's also the safest city in Mexico. It's the second safest in all the Americas. So only Quebec ranks higher. And, you know, that what that means is that out of all the cities in the U.S., none of them are as safe as Merida. In addition, I just thought I'd share with you, it also has excellent health care. Merida has one of the only hospitals that is certified to treat the president of Mexico. So, again, a wonderful reason that Americans should feel safe coming here. It's a safe city. It has good health care. And you should feel very comfortable exploring around and having a wonderful time. So how did I get to Merida? I was on a several-week journey across the Yucatan. And I started in Isla Mujer. And I went to Valladolid, which was halfway. And then I took the ADO bus from Valladolid. And it was about two, two and a half hours. So clean, safe, and easy. Um, It's air-conditioned, you know, it's like a coach bus with luxury seats. Very, very easy. And when we landed in Merida, we found out that our Airbnb was only a 10-minute walk, so we didn't even have to get a taxi. Um, But there's something really important for me to tell you. Merida is one of the few cities in Mexico that has Uber. 
So you can use a taxi or you can use Uber. And we used Uber all over Merida. And it was funny because when I got my credit card bill, it, all the all the bills were like $1, $1.50, you know, because it's so inexpensive. It was really um, a convenience for us. So let me talk about accommodations first. Where is there to stay in Merida? Well, I've just shared with you, it's a very, you know, pretty big city and it does get a lot of tourists. So there is all levels of accommodations. I'm not going to, you know, there's not too much to say. You can find absolutely every price range. I'll talk a little bit about some of the things I saw on Airbnb and, you know, where I stayed. Um, My daughter and I rented a three-bedroom place. We were walking distance to the center of town. We paid $80 a night. The design of this place was fantastic and it had so much character. We had gorgeous carved doors. The, the homes in Merida have a really unique characteristic. It's indoor and outdoor living. So when I looked on Airbnb, this was similar to many, many of the places available. We had like uh, one part of the house where you would walk in, have like living room, family room, kitchen, things like that. And then you step outside. And that outside area is usually like a courtyard with beautiful trees and a pool and things like that. And then you'll find there could be other buildings later on the property where the bedrooms are. And you just have this indoor-outdoor living. And it was wonderful. And I will say, the internet in Merida is fantastic. We had boosters in the bedrooms. There was internet everywhere in this place. So they're very, very good about being conscious of people wanting internet. And um, I found it really, really helpful to have that. There are all price range in the Airbnbs, but I will say I found it to be very, very reasonable. $80 a night for a three-bedroom, I think, is a a great deal. And um, I highly recommend looking and staying in Airbnb. The north end of Merida is more luxurious, and the south end is more populated. So if you're looking in the north end is where one of my favorite areas is, which was Paseo de Montego. And this is a major, I guess, avenue. And I'll say it's about two miles long, but it is it is filled with mansions and museums. And this is the history when I talk to you about how wealthy Merida is, you will see it on this avenue. So um, we were there in the beginning of December, and it was decorated for Christmas. So I've been in Mexico in December a lot, and I don't think anywhere has been as decorated and feel more Christmassy than Merida. This street, all these mansions were lit up. They had pop-up kind of like Christmas markets where people were selling crafts and and different um, gifts for people. And it was really, really wonderful. This street is also where they close the street to pedestrians. And every Sunday morning, people are able to rent bikes and ride the streets. And, you know, that's done a lot in Mexico. And and it's done here in Merida. And it's really, really fun. My daughter and I did do that. And we absolutely loved it. They also close the street, I think, the first Saturday night of every month. And I think that's really helpful because Merida gets very, very hot. And so being able to ride maybe the bikes at night once a month would be a really good alternative. December was wonderful weather. We absolutely thought it was fantastic, but I have been told 
it is unbearable in the summer, and that's probably why there's so many pools everywhere. All the houses you'll see have pools for rent, and air condition is just prevalent because it's it's very hot and humid in the summer. And and I, it's, fun, it's funny because I think a lot of people on the higher end of the income scale do go other places in Mexico um, in the hottest months. So it's just something to know and to, when you're planning your trip. There are other than Paseo de Montego, there are other wonderful places. There's squares, like Plaza Grande is the largest um, area in the middle of Merida in the historical center. That's where the cathedral is. There's museums, and there's the huge Merida sign. So definitely, you know, you'll have to see Plaza Grande. But there's also probably five or six other plazas or squares, as they call them. And they're all known for something different. One has the largest kissing chairs, which are chairs that are facing different directions that were developed, I guess they were invented many years ago when fathers didn't want their young daughters um, uh, too close to the boyfriends. And so they have like a 12-foot tall chair like that you can climb on. It's a lot of fun. Um, Some of them have um, beautiful arches. Some are known for sporting activities. And people have act, there's dancing, there's games in some of the squares, and it's widely publicized everywhere that you'll be able to find that. So let me now talk about one of my favorite topics, which is food. Um, There are endless choices, so I'm not going to go through them all, but I'm going to call out one of my local favorites, La Chaya Maya. There's more than one location in Merida, but no matter where you go, it's fantastic. They have all the local food, so one of my favorite things is chaya, and they put the chaya, which is like a green spinach leaf that grows on trees, and they put it into empanadas. They make a chaya, cream of chaya soup, which is like a cream of spinach soup, and it's really, really good. They also have the chaya drinks. So I've mentioned before, I think, um, in another video that this chaya, they make it into these refreshing, like, water juice type drinks and you can get it with pineapple or you which is a little sweeter or you could get it with lime so i highly recommend trying la chaya maya another thing i wanted to mention is there's a street called cal street 47 and it's at the end of that wonderful avenue that i told you about paseo de montego and it's kind of connects to the end of it so we used to always tell our uber driver we'd always put in cafeteria impala so this cafeteria is like a 50s diner, and it's very famous. It's at the end of Paseo de Montego and at the beginning of that restaurant row, Cal 47. So that's just a good landmark to always know. We did try the the Cafe uh, Impala, and we really—it uh, was okay. I mean, um, but it's just iconic, so you'll— easily be able to put that in as your landmark and be able to start and do your your walking on Paseo de Montego and know where Restaurant Row is. So they have a lot of high-end and trendy restaurants on Cal 47. Some are local food, some are Italian, some are Asian, but I would say it's a more upscale street and it's a lot of fun, so definitely check that out. I have two call-outs that are on Paseo De Montego that I, we just loved. One is Hennessy's. It's an Irish pub. And so I always laugh and say, you know, when you don't speak the language of the country you're in, look for an Irish pub and uh, you will feel find some comfort. 
this one was a little bit different. Hennessy's is loved by not only visitors and expats, but it's loved by the locals. The owner of the pub gives back so much to the community. It has just become a landmark there. It's The food is fantastic. But most importantly, they have live music, I think, every single night. And the quality of the bands playing rock music. And I mean, these were large bands and they were at a level that I have not heard in a long time. So people just gather even outside, even if they're not going in to eat. So I highly recommend finding Hennessy's Irish Pub. The other one is Trattoria di Pasta Montego. And that's an Italian place. And we didn't find it to the last night, but There's thousands of reviews that give it close to five stars, and they had wonderful Italian food. We had to wait for a table, but definitely recommend it. There are so many day trips from Merida. So not only are there museums and mansions and the the culture of the city, you can get to many, many places around Merida. About 60 million years ago, an asteroid hit that off the coast of the Yucatan near Merida, and it created these sunken caverns, and they're, they've turned into cenotes, and that is one of the most important things that basically there's a ring around Merida that has these sunken caves and swimming holes. And there are so many that you can visit. I'm going to recommend one that our Airbnb host recommended. It's called Hacienda Muche. And I probably didn't say it right. I apologize. But it's M-U-C-U-Y-C-H-E. And it is a beautiful hacienda that you get to go on a tour. You have to make a reservation. You just cannot show up at this place. And then they take you in to cenotes. This is of very high quality. You definitely don't need to be worried. The guide is with you. You're wearing life jackets. And he takes you in an outside cenote. Then they take you into a sunken, very um, spiritual, sacred cenote, and it's lit up. So it may be like 100 feet deep, but there's stalagmites like from the top and the bottom, and it's lit up in the cavern, so it's not dark, and it is magical. So put that one on your list. What else is there to do? You can visit Izamal, which is a yellow city, and it's very famous. I'm going to have a whole another episode on that but that is less than an hour away. You can visit the beach. Progresso is about 40 minutes away, and there's a whole beach town, and I've heard it's building up so much, so it's been getting better. You know, every couple months, people say there's more restaurants, there's more things going on there. So visit Progresso, and also there's a lot of Mayan ruins around. Um, There are probably five to ten that you, I mean, you can take so many day trips out there. Another city is Campeche. That's a colorful seaside city that's about two and a half hours away. So, you know, you're actually moving into a whole, it's not in the Yucatan, it's in the Campeche region. So you get to move into a whole nother place. And it's two and a half hours away, but it makes a great weekend trip. I've been hearing great things about it. It's wonderful. It has a malecon, which is like a boardwalk along the sea. And there's wonderful restaurants and things to do there. So, you know, like I said, This is a place that people love. There are people moving to Merida. The cost of living is extremely low. The people are very friendly. Um, The medical care is good. I I can't say enough things about it. So 
I hope this is enough reason for you to think about visiting Merida, and I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you like this episode, check out the others in my series, and stay tuned for more Travels with Alicia.